0: Welcome back to another episode of N-Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of Goombastomp.com. I'm your host, Cameron Daxson. Joining us, we have Games Editor Mark Kalaroff. There are no indies this week. I'm going to disprove you, I promise you, at the end of this episode. <laughs> uh, also with us is Indie Games Editor Campbell Gill.
1: You better come up with some indies, because I don't even know why I'm here Then at this point. What's the I Indie am, Games Editor to do?
0: I, I'm flip, flipping over my bag, shaking it, hoping it an indie dislodges itself and lands on our podcast but we'll get to that we'll get to that we wanted to start the show today because it's a very big anniversary for one of nintendo's arguably nintendo's best console the super nintendo which was released 30 years ago this month super nintendo the snes the snes how do you guys pronounce it what do you i always said super nintendo
1: super nintendo uh oh! You say SNES? I oh you typically <laughs> say SNES or Super NES sometimes.
0: I I will tr- I will transition between Super NES and Super Nintendo, but I would never in a million years say SNES.
2: SNES, yeah, I
0: wouldn't.
1: I don't just in the <laughs> flow of conversation, I'm just like yeah, it was a great SNES game. You know, just like how uh, you can whoa. say it's a great NES game, SNES game,
0: it works. Yeah, NES and. Snes are not the same thing. You don't say Nes.
1: <laughs> well, you don't want to say Snes because that's just too choppy. Then so, it's a little. It's true. There it doesn't go.
0: quite. It doesn't flow as nicely
2: uh, when you say Snes. Exactly. We're all about
1: the flow around here. You know.
2: That's right. That's right. And Cameron. Uh, speaking yes. of Ness, we have to talk about the best Snes game, Earthbound. That There's no other way to start it. I oh boy, that's uh,
1: that's controversial. The
0: best I, game. I I, I oh, gotta yeah. I gotta push back and say it's Super Mario World, but but Earthbound is is up there for sure.
1: So wait, we're not going to talk about a Link to the Past then? The objectively best Super Ooh. NES no, game? No 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 so no no this no. no, is no good. The this objectively best
2: is Kirby Superstar.
1: <laughs> we're not even talking about Chrono Trigger here. <laughs> <laughs> what about yeah, yeah. Super
2: Metroid? <laughs> uh, yeah. so what about as you Final can see?
1: Fantasy VI? I mean, oh my come god!
0: See, so yeah, as you can see, a lot of great. Freaking video games that came out on the Super <laughs> Nintendo, and the fact, and, th- and that's just, and that's, we didn't plan this. Like this is all off the top of our, our heads. Like we, it wasn't mm-hmm. like, hey, let's sit down and and, and write Talk out about our ten Super favorite-
2: Castlevania four.
1: Okay, I'll agree with you there. <laughs> that's one of the best. <laughs> it's
0: a good one. So it's like the fact that that all the three of us from different generations of of uh, even experiencing the Super Nintendo can list just without even hesitating ten games that are. Stone Cold All Timers is speaks to the quality of the of the system and the stuff released on that system. Now a lot of wait these games Cameron are- Cameron yes. Cameron go ahead go three ahead,
2: generations. What did I say? You said three generations of us. I'm, but two, two. I'm only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: I meant two. I meant two. Um, not trying to distance myself even further wow. from you both. Of um,
1: course, look, of course. Neither Mark or I were alive when this NES was actively being developed for, so... So, yeah,
0: okay, so that that leads to my, my question for you two. What was your first exposure to this console? Super Mario World, Game awesome. Boy Advance. It, uh, oh, the, the yeah. Game Boy Advance version, yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I don't think uh. had
2: many um, differences. Maybe the screen, like, format and Mario... I don't know if Mario actually had um voiceover in that one. I know he did in Super Mario World um Super Mario World three. Super Mario Bros. three and Super Mario Bros. Two they gave him the voice. But uh yeah. Uh, that one has always been one of my favorite um oh, games it's, in the it's series.
0: A, a Stone Cold classic. Well, honest truthfully honestly in my in my top top three video games of all time. It's it's incredible. Um but I, what I
1: uh, Campbell, what about yourself? What was your first exposure? So my first exposure was actually through the arcade in um, or I don't even remember what it was called in, in Super Smash Bros. Brawl where you have those little snippets of oh, of SNES yeah. games or NES oh, games. Yeah. I played those like five minute segments of Super Metroid, Star Fox, Super Mario World dozens of times over before actually getting the games on the Wii Virtual Console and then um, at that point then I tried a, a Link to the Past and that became truly one of my favorite games of all time yeah. and that that's how I fell in love with all the games on the SNES, and that's why I probably I think have a SNES They many. were called uh,
2: they were called masterpieces. That's what is they were called. They're right.
1: <laughs> Not even yeah. arguably. It's a yeah. it's a fact.
0: My my one complaint. I, I love that Campbell. That that was your first uh, first inkling of like, huh? These are some great games. I the only thing that bothered the hell out of me is that there was no way to get the full version of like. I wish there was a way to like unlock those games in Brawl. Right. You know I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because was...
1: that's not unheard of for Nintendo. I mean, Animal Crossing did it well right. before yeah. that. All or even games. like like
0: mm-hmm. like Metroid Zero Mission for the Game Boy Advance. You could unlock the original mm-hmm. Metroid. Oh yeah. For the NES. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like it's not it's not a it's not an insane thing for Nintendo to be like aha there's this the entire original game is within the you know this other version. Yeah, but I, guess I think what
1: they be... were what they were doing there, probably, was just trying not to cannibalize on sales of the the virtual console releases of oh, yeah. these games, which will become a running theme of how Nintendo handles releases of <laughs> their classic games. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll
0: circle back. Campbell, keep that point in your mind. Keep that, like, write that down or something, because I do want to circle back <laughs> to that. I do want to circle back to that. I really do. Uh, because, as we can all agree, Super Nintendo, some of the absolute best games of all time. Currently, it's it's uh, the way we can access Super Nintendo games is less. I would say less than ideal, right? Uh, as you mentioned just now, Campbell, you've got a Super Nintendo Classic. I also have so a Super Nintendo Classic. You have mm. one as well, Mark. Great, I love it. I'm oh, of course, I now got now it day then. one. Yep. Me too. Yeah, me too. I, I, mm-hmm. I waited yep. in line. Uh, Ooh, the Super night Mario RPG.
2: Forgot about that one. That oh and yeah. again.
0: Ah, so speaking of Super Mario RPG, right now the only way to play that game, unless you have the original lying around is via the super nintendo uh classic Mm. so it's like what are we what are we doing here nintendo like how how do we how do we we love these games we want to buy these games how on earth have we not figured out a way to get classic super nintendo games to your most popular system
2: of all time what's 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 going on (laughs) well i think the ones that are missing are either like Stupid reasons or licensing, like I could see why Super Mario RPG isn't on Switch Online, but mm-hmm. obviously, like how is Earthbound not on there? Like, come on! It's wild. Right. It's
0: it is it is baffling. It is upsetting. It is worth arguing about and and shouting to the rafters at every available opportunity. It's uh, it doesn't make any sense. Like, there's just no way around it. It, it makes zero sense that there's no easy way to play Earthbound on the Switch. Um. I don't want to belabor the point because obviously there's plenty of other stuff to talk about with the Super Nintendo and, and, you know, celebrating the fact that it has the 30th anniversary, but it's it's truly stupid that there's no way to play <laughs> Earthbound um, in a more accessible fashion. Mm-hmm. I did play, honestly, one of the reasons that I picked up a new 2DS XL was so that I could play Earthbound on it. Uh, having a portable version of Earthbound is an absolute game changer. And I, I wish I could play it again on Switch.
2: It is one of the longest NES games. NES. SNES games. As long as, like, as far as I'm aware, you know?
0: You mean in terms Earth of, Band? like, the, the RPG, like, the length of it?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, even for Nintendo first party, it's a pretty long game from that It's a pretty era.
1: beefy game. Well, I mean, it's there's like, Final, like, Final Fantasy VI, yeah. though. Like, all the yeah, Final well, Fantasy yeah, games yeah, are yeah. way longer yeah. than that.
2: Yeah, well, But just for, like, it, Nintendo first party, it's definitely one of the longest
0: Right. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, listen. I, I at this point, I want all games to be shorter, but uh, I do. <laughs> and honestly, that's one of the reasons why I love Earthbound is that it's snappy. It might be it might be lengthy for you know, it's it's still an RPG. There's still like eight dungeons to go through or whatever. But it's pretty. It moves at a pace that shocks me. Um, for a Super Nintendo mm-hmm. game, it is truly timeless. It feels modern in so many ways. It's a it's such a great game. Um, and I wish again. I'm gonna say it one last time, just for you know, because I know. You know, we know, Campbell, that you're projecting this over the speakers over at Nintendo of America uh, up in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish we could get it on Switch. I wish there was, you know, stuff like a save state, maybe something like a fast forward, you know, movement button, something like that. Let's let's uh, implement EarthBound with some, some modern quality of life features. And that's the last thing I'm going to say about it. Um, obviously, Link to the Past, that's on Switch. That's great. I hope we can get some kind of a another version of a link between worlds or maybe even like a sequel a threequel to uh to that that would be awesome what else is what else is like the best thing about it mario world guys like come on like that game defined defined still defines still is definitive of 2d platformers i would i would say first mario game with
2: yoshi the first mario game with yoshi
0: obviously the cape the secret exits um, I know there's a little bit of that in Mario 3, but the, the way they expand that in, mm-hmm. in Mario World, it's it's just so freaking good, you guys. And and I love looking at games from that era because you can really see some of the design stuff that Nintendo was doing of like, all right, so we know that people love this game on the NES, so what? how do we make it super? How do we upgrade it for an, an entirely new generation? And seeing how they did that with Super Mario World... Um, the Link to the Past in particular, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. and obviously obviously, Super Metroid, it's like, they're almost like reboots, you know what I mean? They really do feel like reboots, and especially, I know that word is kind of loaded these days, because we, you know, everything's a reboot, mm-hmm. everything's a remaster, but it really feels like the Super Nintendo was the system that was doing that, like, you know what I mean? Exactly. It was,
2: and then basically the N64 was a revolution, and then yeah. GameCube was basically, how do we take it in a different direction? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm oh
0: god i miss my gamecube controller so much um <laughs> you know what i mean oh, i just miss it uh no no other controller has felt the same to me than, than the gamecube controller i'm just probably looking over at my,
1: my childhood one. <laughs> GameCube controllers uh, i still have my childhood what? controller uh, it's broken but i still have a for oh, of reasons no. so yeah
2: campbell i use my blue indigo controller all the time for gamecube wow I'm so jealous how's it still so alive? So alive
1: i mean that thing just fell apart for me <laughs>
2: yeah yeah i had i don't know all, I, n- I, all nintendo controllers seem to last for me and consoles i mean uh, they're products the you know, switch. they should make you know fighter <laughs> jets out of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they should true, make right. fighter yeah, jets yeah, out of nintendo yeah, products
1: yeah right why don't they make the whole plane out of that stuff um, <laughs> i mean they they literally made the wii out of a patented idea that was meant for planes so. Planes. yeah, yeah. yeah. incredible I love it. Well, uh, speaking
0: of the of the controller, the, the Super Nintendo controller was again revolutionary, especially when you compare it to other you know contemporary controllers of the time. Like you put it next to like a Genesis controller, and it's like, oh, this is this is clearly superior. It's so <laughs> like, elegant, you know. Rather than having seventeen
1: different buttons like the Genesis controller does, it's just so pristinely and streamlined designed. Mm-hmm. Well, right. It's well, and, well, the
0: f- the first version of the Genesis controller had had uh, had three buttons on the right. Right, exactly. Instead of, instead of the Super Nintendo's 4, you know, instead of that, that uh, what is it, ABXY pattern, it had just mm-hmm. like ABC, it had three buttons. Very strange. Uh, and then later, it, they have, there was a six-button version, which was like just a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Super Nintendo, obviously ABXY, the L and R buttons completely changed the game. Directional pad, pretty solid, start and select, you know, it's kind of hit or miss. But uh, mm-hmm. but again, a, a defining controller. Yeah. Um, and I think to this day, every, every I don't know even even indie games that are like pretty simple make some use out of that variation. You know what I mean, like the mm-hmm. four face buttons and then the and then the shoulder buttons. I think that's that's kind of the standard for games these days. I feel like mm-hmm.
1: and it was it,
2: a defining controller to not play Star Fox with. <laughs> that's very
1: true. I will say though, on the more positive note, this controller still holds up wonderfully today because yes Yes. from my own experience i started playing snes games super nintendo whatever you want to call it um i started playing those games on the wii virtual console so when i played a link to the past i played it with the wii mote on its side and i played it with my gamecube controller which i still had lying around i -hmm. didn't actually play a snes game with a snes controller until i got my snes mini classic Oh wow. So so many years removed from when this console was actively in production and used, it still feels great to use this just this beautifully built, simple, easy to use controller. It fits well in your hand, yeah. it's aesthetically attractive, everything is perfect about it. It feels great to play games with it even today. I
0: wholeheartedly agree. So uh, here's a, here's a question for you both. So it's like uh obviously the the way that you guys experienced the super nintendo at first was was different from the way that myself or you know people like rick or anybody else on our website uh played play the super nintendo the first time around have you played a lot on the super nintendo classic on the mini
2: a
1: ton absolutely awesome
0: i I got
2: a lot of use out of it especially when it launched i beat um Super Mario World, Kirby Superstar, um, yes. Earthbound. That was my first time ever playing Earthbound. Same oh, cool. here, so we actually. Yeah. 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 That was incredible. Um, Super Castlevania 4, got to replay that rather than on a cursed emulator. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah. um, oh my God, what else was on that system? Uh, first time uh, I tried Super Punch Out, which sure. is a good game. I think, in compared uh, to the original, it's not that great. but um, <laughs> It's yeah, not it's fantastic. Controversial one. But... Yeah. Still a good game, though. But um oh my god. What Have you played the, y- Yoshi's Island at all? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, of course You played Freaking Yoshi's Island. Love it. Love that game. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That game, again, that's another one of those ones that's like I know it's an older game, but I was shocked at how how modern it felt when I was playing it. I was like this could be released mm-hmm. today and still it would Still, hold up. Mm-hmm.
2: 100%. Well, a lot like, of the games, obviously, you know, the N64 cuz of graphically and controls, right. they were still adjusting at that time, but for the 16-bit era, that was basically if you put any 16-bit game today on most modern consoles, I would say they still hold up yeah. just as well as they would
0: back then. Yeah, know? I would say in general that that's true. I think there's like some design stuff that maybe doesn't age as well. Like, I mean, you, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah, talk, definitely. Like yeah. there's just some stuff that's like, okay, like we've we've moved past that. Or like, okay, this is just difficult for the sake of being difficult. Stuff, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I will um, say
2: the one game for the Super Nintendo that I've always wanted to love that I just can't is Super Mario Kart. I don't know why, but it's the mm. one Mario Kart game I just, like, suck at. Every single Mario Kart I love playing, I'll dump hours into. Every time I try and pick up Super Mario Kart, I just can't win a single match. I yeah. cannot get in, like, over third place.
0: That's funny. One, one of my favorite memories is uh, is bringing my my Super Nintendo Classic to to my family's house, to, to my, my parents' house, to visit uh, a, couple, a couple years back. And my, my niece and nephew were visiting, and they are, obviously, a little younger, and um, I want to say at the time they were like eight and ten, something like that, um, and we we all played Super Mario Kart, or we you know we, the two, two player mode, and watching them kind of be like, oh, this is like this is the first Mario Kart, like because they were used to Mario Kart on the Switch, you know, so so mm. playing that with them was was really fun, and they enjoyed the hell out of it, and the, and the best though was um, was playing Kirby Superstar, oh, um,
3: so good. <laughs> so because the good. two
0: player the two the two player mode in Kirby Superstar just rules it's so good um playing one of the, I, I can't remember the character's name the little blue guy gooby uh, or something Poppy
2: bros gooey oh no that's... that's kirby's dreamland um three not kirby superstar
0: oh well, i'm wrong whatever whatever one whatever one it is
2: on oh the... what's the kirby um the pinball like one why do i always forget oh the name? dream dream course dream course yeah the, dream the, course the golf is game? great yeah, 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 yeah. Great game. that one's yeah. great yeah.
0: What about you, Campbell? What, what, what kind of stuff have you been playing on your, on your SNES Mini?
1: The one that I played through all the way was Final Fantasy VI slash III. That was the first time I'd ever played through that game all the way through. And it was fantastic. And at the time, I wasn't a huge RPG fan, really. But when I played through that, it, it kind of sold me on the genre. Um, it's oh, an wow. incredible game, even today. The story, the music, the aesthetics, everything. It's easily the, my favorite game that I played and got to experience for the first time on the SNES classic. Um, and I think I've talked about this on the show before as well, but I have a, a personal holiday tradition where I play A Link to the Past every holiday season. Um, oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's that's, awesome. that's something I've been doing. I even if I don't play my SNES classic all the time, I always dust it off and play through A Link to the Past for the past few years. Um, on it so those are the two games i played the most on it but i also it was the first time i played through super metroid all the way to the finish yeah, on yeah, the SNES classic yeah. yeah um super castlevania 4 it was the first game that sold me on the castlevania series as well mm. incredible mm-hmm. game the music is still always perpetually stuck in my head um it's just a fantastic so many fantastic games on the console oh and uh super mario rpg as well it's um, fantastic it is great and to actually see why everybody has requested Gino and smash i understand mm. now he's an awesome character Pink yoshi exactly, <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> awesome. we need him back how, how has it been this long
1: yeah, yeah i don't know i don't know i mean i'm still at nintendo so i'll tell i'll tell doug about that would we'll you see. mind yeah, let's, yeah. just,
3: just let's,
0: let's just let him know we're still thinking about mm-hmm. it yeah um
1: yeah,
0: yeah that's Yeah, you know, we'd all like, we'd love to see it. Um, You know,
2: I love the the title select screen for Yoshi's um, Island is always stuck in my head. Or not the title select screen, the level select. Cameron, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, it's beautiful, though. Yep. Yeah, that's
0: the thing. It's like such a I don't know. I think it was it was one of those perfect storm kind of situations where the technology was was just kind of coming into itself. Uh, not just the, the, the actual system, but like TVs and stuff like that were able to output, mm-hmm. you know, slightly better colors and that kind of stuff. Um, the designers at the time were just firing on all cylinders, like Miyamoto's just churning out bangers. Um, they still Rare, of course. And I was going to say, and Rare. That but, but like, so that brings up the other point. That brings up the next point I wanted to bring up was, I think that... You get a little bit of it with the N sixty four, but I think the Super Nintendo really was the last time Nintendo I mean, I guess some argument could be made for the Switch, but the last time Nintendo really was like here here's we have the Nintendo games and we have our partners. We've got Rare, we've got Capcom, we've got Konami. Like that doesn't really exist in the same way that it did anymore. And like obviously things are different now, like Konami <laughs> you can't even talk about that. Um but like we don't do you know need to I mean? them. We've <laughs> but it's it's a it's a great little time capsule of of Nintendo partnerships and uh, Nintendo first party stuff. Like, I think it's I think it's really fascinating to look at the library partnerships and be like oh, that no.
2: collapsed.
0: Partnerships <laughs> exactly. that collapsed and and par- partly due to, you know, Nintendo's own handling of that stuff and partly due mm-hmm. to to other factors like
2: Yeah.
0: I both think it's, stupidity
2: it's just... and you know decisions that were just not great, like using CDs instead, or using cartridges right. instead of CDs. One hundred percent, yeah, S64. yeah, and then yeah. letting rare get bought up by Microsoft was just sure, dumb, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's just it's just, a, it's just a it's an interesting time capsule. I
0: think it's it's worth it's worth just mentioning, like, huh, yeah, wow. Looking looking at the the library and the breadth of titles, and uh, it's just interesting to see kind of where some of those studios went or what happened with them. Even mm-hmm. Capcom, for that matter, like Mega Man X was such a big deal. Um, again, still an extremely influ- influential game, and then kind of seeing like what happened with the X series as, as that went on. Uh, I don't know if you guys are Mega Man fans, but like just just kind of seeing the, the, <laughs> yeah. the split yeah, no, from, I know, yeah, the split from um, you know what happened with the Super Nintendo, and then just kind of the divergence to mm-hmm. to the PlayStation, to
2: other systems. It's just interesting, you know. Yeah, and I the mean, history of uh, Castlevania is so interesting. How yeah, it basically, yeah, yeah. I mean obviously bringing it to Nintendo's consoles was a dead given decision but the way it just got so hampered in the US compared to the TurboGrafx 16 was unreal especially with Castlevania Rondo of Blood
1: oh man yeah. there's nothing like playing what even was oh Dracula X <laughs> Dracula was what it was called X, yeah. there's nothing like going from Dracula X to Toronto Rondo of Blood. Blood like two different games it's in- absolutely incredible just the music alone is so insane but I wouldn't yeah. it's not even a port
2: it's like just not even it's forward. just
1: a weird mangled transition between regions it's so different yeah, so
2: so that's the
0: that's another thing so obviously we've talked a lot about how like oh man I wish Nintendo would make it easier to get to get certain games but it's not just certain games it's like the we specifically want the Super Nintendo ports of those games. Well, you know not Super mean?
1: Nintendo in this case, but yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> but you, you know what I mean. But you know what I mean. Like,
0: like, We're looking for those, like, we want those specific... Specific versions. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. Something that I love about the recent... Um, there's like a Disney collection, like the, the Aladdin slash... Um, oh, what is it? Aladdin slash Lion King collection mm-hmm. on the, on the Which Switch. Which is
2: getting a new version with the Jungle Book, according to oh, the SRB. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: Incredible. Love it. <laughs> nice. But uh, one thing that I love about that game is that you can play all the different versions. They're like lined up next to each other. Here's the Super Nintendo version. Here's mm-hmm. the Genesis version. Here's the, you know, I think that's, I think that's cool. And I, again, I know that Nintendo like not super keen on doing that kind of stuff, but I think it's, I think it would be cool if more of that kind of transparency was available. I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if, if they do more of those kinds of collections in the future. Um, you guys Donkey Kong Country fans?
2: I would uh, say not so. really, but I, I, they're really good games. <laughs> they're fantastic games, but I'd say yeah. that I'm more of a Thinking fan... Thinking about what we're saying, as Rick is a huge Donkey Kong Country fan. I know, yeah, gotta
0: be careful.
1: The podcast <laughs> is just supposed to make Rick mad at this point. This is our sole purpose. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I listen, really, we, we all, yeah, we yeah. all know that. I really enjoyed the three Donkey Kong Country games on the SNES, although I will say that I'm more of a fan of Donkey Kong Country Returns on both the Wii and Wii U. Those are the games that right. came out in my time. I yeah, love those. Yeah. But then going back to the original three games retroactively, um, they're still fun games, and playing them in context of the time and seeing what Rare was able to pull off with the SNES is incredible, and they're still really solid platformers to this day.
0: Yeah, totally agree. So some of my fondest memories are because my my cousins had a, had a Super Nintendo, and so a lot of a lot of my time visiting my cousins was sp- spent playing Super Mario World, uh, Killer Instinct. Um, <laughs> what's that other fighting game? R- uh, combat. <laughs> no, 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 not Mortal <laughs> Combat. Uh, be, uh, frick me! I gotta look it up. Um, but how do uh, we not mention
2: Doom? Like one
1: of the uh, biggest, because cool, I mean, I
0: mean you know. the Super Nintendo was not the best way to play that game. Um, I wouldn't call it one of the sna- Super Nintendo games. Primal Rage, that's true. So. Yeah. Primal Rage. Oh yeah. Got it. yeah, that was the uh, one
2: with the dinosaurs, right?
1: Yeah, it was
0: the one, <laughs> was the <laughs> one with the dinosaurs.
1: Dinosaurs, baby. Yeah. Game ruled. Um, so Jurassic
2: Mar- Park, and then went right to Primal Rage. That's right. Uh,
0: uh, Mario Paint was also a huge Oh yeah. yeah. I don't cool know why game. that game affected me so much as a kid, but I loved playing Mario Paint on the Super Nintendo. I would just, like, you could barely even do it. I, me, personally, as a child, could barely even do any of the interesting stuff in that game, but I loved just, like, sitting and playing Mario Paint. It was so delightful to me. I don't know why. Um, and, of course, these days, you can see people just going crazy with Mario Paint, making, yeah, like... creating soundtracks. And... Inc- incredible stuff. Like, and, and I think that's... I think that's another defining thing about the legacy of the Super Nintendo is that the way people... Like and again, I, I don't know if it's just like the perfect timing, kind of thing, and and that like a lot of people who are into game development now have a lot of nostalgia for the Super Nintendo, so you see, a lot of people doing throwback 16-bit games. Doing people love this the sound of the Super Nintendo that mm-hmm. the the sound chip in the Super Nintendo, um and and getting the most use out of that. Make you know there's people who make beats who are specifically influenced by Super Nintendo soundtracks. Like I I think the the way the Super Nintendo has reverberated into like current generation of game developers is really interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the best things to see from an indie games perspective, especially, yeah. you know, because oh, yeah. the the whole world of indie games is largely defined by the the big heavy hitters like like Shovel Knight or these big nostalgic games that tie back to the designs of the Super Nintendo, both from a visual perspective, even down to the gameplay and mechanical perspectives. The SNES was so influential towards all the independent developers today, and we can really thank the console and the games on it for fostering that kind of passion for games, a passion for designs and creativity um, that created these these indie games that we have today. It's so influential, and one thing that I love is, from my perspective, you know, like I mentioned earlier, wasn't even alive when the SNES was active. But going <laughs> back and you know, growing up in the environment that I did, Seeing Donkey Kong Country Returns come out on the Wii, seeing new Zelda games and Metroid games come out, then going back to the SNES and seeing how all these modern games are basically following up on the blueprints laid out for them by the SNES. Playing Twilight Princess before A Link to the Past means that when you go to A Link to the Past, you can see, whoa, I see where all these puzzle designs came from, where these musical motifs came from, where these regions came from. It's this this level of discovery is just so fantastic. And even if, you know, it it just goes to show that you don't have to have that nostalgia, those pleasant memories to find the value in these games, both in terms of the impact they've had and just enjoying them for what they are purely. I think their legacy
2: really resonates, though, with how often they try to replicate them on handheld. You know, mm, like yeah, Kirby Superstar yeah. Ultra on DS. And even before that we had the Donkey Kong Country, they're basically the D for the Game Right, Boy, Yeah. You know? And even Super Mario World, they ported, you know, that over and Yoshi's Island.
1: And a Link to the Past. As and well. a Link to the Past, yeah yeah it goes to show that this was such a foundational era for nintendo that they're always calling back to it always putting these games out again and again maybe not in the most consumer-friendly fashion but they're always revamping them and taking ideas from them and putting them out in front of new generations because new generations of players deserve to experience these games whether they're here or not i
0: guess that this might be a good point to, to wrap up on um so you mentioned that, Campbell, that, like, Nintendo is keep... And this is a Nintendo thing through and through, not not only for this generation, but just, like, in general. They're, they keep throwing back to the classics. Do you feel like, and this is maybe a leading question, do you feel like, in some ways, that, like, is hampering creativity? Oh, no. man.
1: I wouldn't say... I would say yes and no. On the one hand, I think that it's very... It's wonderful for Nintendo to come up with completely new ideas, you know, like say Mario Galaxy is totally different from Super Mario World, right? It's not even in the same style. But on the other hand, if you play Breath of the Wild, so much of that foundation was set in The Link to the Past in the original Zelda, in terms of having this open-ended structure. So I wouldn't say that going back to the past is hampering them per se, but instead seeing ideas and mechanics from the original games. I mean, obviously not even just Breath of the Wild, but A Link Between Worlds is the best example there where on the one hand that game is like a remake or a reboot of A Link to the Past, but the second half of it is totally new ideas and new mechanics altogether. So maybe in some cases, there are definitely developers, there are definitely games that rely a little too heavily on nostalgia, but when we wouldn't call that an inherently bad thing. I think that you doing it in the right way can be fantastic and yield incredible results. It's very true, Campbell. Especially, you know, we just
2: talked about Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight's the Exactly absolute yeah. knockout of a game, except if you look at Shovel Knight, it doesn't really do anything original but if it's not broken, then, you know, why fix it? Right, it, it's, Shovel Knight's a fantastic game. It, it's just so well made.
1: Mm-hmm. It's the better DuckTales that we deserve, you know, in, in terms of the action <laughs> mechanics, blending ideas not only from DuckTales, but, but from Castlevania, even Mega but, Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, so many great ideas in there. Even a game like, say, Axiom Verge, which for all intents and purposes is just a clone of Super Metroid, is still fantastic in its own right because it has such a great basis to work from with the original super metroid right all i needed to do was just have more of what really worked so when you do it like that there can be great great things that come out of it
0: yeah i listen and that's not me saying like nintendo should never look to the past like obviously that's not what i'm saying i just think it's uh i I think it's worth you know worth mentioning that a lot of the times it feels as though they're trying to like you know it feels like sometimes Nintendo is only looking over their shoulder. I don't think lately. I think lately they've been really pushing the envelope in terms of, you know, you've got stuff like Bowser's Fury, you got the new Metroid coming out Metroid Dread. It's like, it feels like they are pushing the envelope lately. Um, but, you know, I just feel like it's, it's worth mentioning that uh, sometimes that era to them is, is maybe a little, a little precious. You know what I mean? It feels like, it feels like they're holding that Super Nintendo 16 bit era like very tightly, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I'll say that that's, To me, that's more of an issue with other developers and publishers rather than Nintendo. Mm, The company that comes to mind most is Sega. I mean, for the past, like, five Sonic games, (laughs) they all opened Green Hill Zone, right? They all (laughs) have a 2D mode because they really just... Remember when Sonic was good? Let's tap into that nostalgia, (laughs) you know? So when they lean on it like a crutch like that, that's not good.
2: Campbell, are you admitting that Sonic was once good
1: but is now terrible? I mean, you know, there are times where it's <laughs> great. Sonic Uh-oh. Mania is great. I will not try and defend forces, but in a few weeks, we'll probably have some good things to say about Sonic Colors. So, you know, we'll get we'll but we'll, we'll get around. To not going re- to reveal yeah. my full hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is um, a debate for another time. Of
0: course. I think I want to. I want to mention one more game that I can't believe we didn't talk about, which is Secret of
1: Mana. Oh man, game. yeah, Ooh. another game that I played for the first time um, on the SNES Mini we Classic. Can... Yeah, same. That same. soundtrack on its own is just phenomenal.
0: It's so good. Um, I think. I think. Okay, let's see. I mean, it's it's hard to uh, <laughs> it's hard to even talk about this because every time I'm like, we should wrap up this discussion. We've been talking for half an hour. I I feel like I remember something else. I'm like, oh, but we gotta talk about that. I think it's just Super Nintendo, obviously an extremely special system. A lot of the games on there have magic to them. They're they're very cohesive. And, wh- and I, think it's, I think, again, it's in large part due to technology and developers really kind of being on the same page in a way that is unusual these days. Like, these days, games get delayed because of their scope. Games get delayed because there's just way too much going on, or they don't want to, you know, put their hundreds of people working on these games in- through crunch. And it's like, Super Nintendo, teams were small. Not to say that, you know, they didn't crunch when they made those games, because obviously they did, but it's like the the line between the you know the artist and like the sound designer and the guy who worked on the combat art it's very small 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 teams and so as a result a lot of these games feel extremely cohesive and connected in a way that is unusual you know it's very special is there anything else i want to kind of shout out before we wrap up talking about gushing about the super nintendo if you will
2: curvy superstar is the best game
0: a Link to the Past is the best game. Super Mario World is the best game, and with that, we're going to take a quick break and oh, <laughs> come back <laughs> to talk about a very different style of Nintendo games. So stay tuned, and we will be right back. But we're going to talk about something completely different now with the, the, uh, this demo was kind of sh- completely surprised me. I didn't, I didn't even know this demo was out until, uh, Mark told me about it. WarioWare, what's it called? WarioWare? Get It Together?
1: That is the title. I, I could, so. could, Sorry. Blank for a second there. <laughs> blank for a second there. Uh, we,
0: we've all played the demo of Get this it together, game. Cameron. <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah. Can, yeah It should be called Cameron. Get it together.
1: Subliminal uh, message. Yeah.
0: I have never played a WarioWare game before this one, and I freaking loved this demo, and now I am very excited for the full game. Yeah. What, did you, really yeah, what did you guys hair. think? Yeah. What did you guys I
1: never actually played or owned a warioware game i've played Demos oh. before my friends have like you know we've played it together but i've never actually owned and played one all together so this was my first independent exploration of warioware and it was a simple chaotic blast i love it, it was i've great. played uh,
2: warioware before but i i couldn't tell you which one it was it was oh, so true. long ago it was either on the ds or it was on the gamecube i couldn't tell you which one
1: and I mean, they all blend together anyway as well, just yeah, so, it's all like so game mayhem. Yeah. So
0: let me ask you, Mark, because you, you have played, uh, it sounds like between the two of us, the three of us, you're the only one who's ever played any other WarioWare games. Are they all, they're all kind of like this, right? Just yeah, Like, oh, yeah.
2: like I yep. said, it's, it's micro-game mayhem. That's yeah, the concept. Mi- oh, man. It's just constant, Absolutely. keep going, keep going, keep going. Just learn, pick it up quick, and then it gets faster and faster.
1: But yeah. if I'm correct, there hasn't ever been local multiplayer before, though, right? No, I
2: don't believe so. I think it was always single player, and I think, like, it was the DS game or something, but it was, like, you pass it to your... I think it's always been you pass the controller to the person next to you.
1: Mm. Right. Right. I will say that um, I played the demo with my brother, so we did local multiplayer. And in the, as a multiplayer game, this is incredible because of just how it's already so chaotic, so crazy, so fast-paced, you have no idea what's going on. You add another person to the mix, and you not only have to understand what the micro game is about, but you also have to coordinate with the other person. It is crazy, and it's a blast.
0: I was so shocked by how much I enjoyed it, because I was always like... Okay, yeah, it's it's their their mini games, like whatever they're mini games. But I I I guess I didn't like internalize how many the mini games were. Like in my mind, I'm thinking of Mario Party. I'm thinking of, you know, they're like a minute, two a minute. minutes, mm-hmm. you know, like a couple minutes, and then you get a results screen, and then you move on to the next one. And it's like no, 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 they're five seconds long,
2: <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> and exactly. it's like the the insanity of. The rules being delivered to you in one sentence, not even a sentence, like two words. You know, uh, escape. Uh, I'm trying to think of some good ones. My favorite uh, one was
1: my favorite one was get him, and get him. It, yeah, yeah <laughs> where you're just at the just bar and you have to figure out. Who am I going to get? There's the three guys, and you have to look at the poster in the back to see which one you have to get. And you have to figure all that out. By the time you read the instructions, you have four seconds. So I got it only by (laughs) sheer luck to begin with.
0: That's what I'm saying. Or like leave leave the candy was another good one where it's like there's a a kid with a dish, and you gotta break the rocks, but leave the little candy bar so he can eat the
2: candy. Like
0: figure the one that's like
2: shoot only six and then you accidentally shoot like thirteen. I never got
0: that one. Never got it. So funny because I, I thought it meant get at least six, you know, for mm-hmm, the longest yeah. time. I was like, oh wait, no, it means you have to get exactly this amount. Um, I how how much of the demo did you play? Did you unlock all the characters? Yeah,
2: me too. How many characters are there?
1: I believe six.
2: six?
1: Okay, so, so yeah, or seven if you count the twins as two characters. <laughs>
2: uh, six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well,
0: there you go. Uh, so yeah, because you got Wario who can only move. Who can fly anywhere on screen, but he has a charge attack that goes left to right. You have uh, what is it, disc disc man or something, disc jockey, or uh, whatever. His Eighteen name volt. Is. Eighteen volt. Thank you. Who can shoot little little discs off the top of his uh, <laughs> off the top <laughs> of his pointy hair? Cat um, and Anna, uh, the twins, who can who are always jumping. And can throw katana or throw shurikens only to the left or only to the right. I, I... hated those characters. Oh my God. <laughs> so hard to control. That one and the, and the, uh, who's the boomerang, boomerang. girl? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: oh my God. Um, I don't, I don't remember her name. Just generic but... teenager. It's just how I remember her. <laughs> oh my <I'm> God. <laughs> it's like, like Rebecca or something. Hannah. I, I, I couldn't
0: tell you, but she, her, she's on a moped and it's yeah. always driving except when you're throwing a boomerang. Right. Mona. In which ca- Mona. It's Mona. Great. Okay. Uh, uh, it's so freaking good there's the, the uh oh, what's the alien's name um orbulord or something orbulon. like that or- <laughs> orbulon uh j- incredible the the variation of the characters is really changes up the game in a way that i didn't expect um i personally loved the uh, 18 volt because he felt the easiest to me.
1: (laughs) Uh, Except for the one where you only have to hit, you know, three circles or six of them. You know, I always ended up hitting all of them at once whenever I was 18-fold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So freaking
0: fun. I was really shocked by how much the the same exact minigame changes dramatically with a tiny little movement change like mm-hmm. what a what a great way to to, to make v- mini games feel fresh when, especially when you're playing you know 30 of them back to back and just cycling through these three characters or however many characters at a time like just what a what a great way to, to keep it fresh
1: and what i love is how when you're in between stages and the more micro games you complete the faster it gets and the first time i was playing that was just like faster it's already each one is 5 seconds how can you get faster, how much faster <laughs> it just
2: keeps getting
1: gonna go? more ridiculous how what what's your what's your high
0: score in this demo
1: Oh, man. I don't know the number. I think I got to, like, what was it, like, 12? Like, 15 games or something? Pathetic. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) It was more than that, I think. But what was yours?
2: Uh, Like, 34? I am pathetic. Yeah, I was gonna say, mine was, like, 30.
1: I don't yeah. e- I don't even know. I mean I blame my partner. Uh, he, he was <laughs> laying me down all the time. <laughs> yeah, let's
2: let's let's shift the blame to the to the brother. That's fair.
1: Yeah, exactly. I will play through it single player tonight and then I'll get back to you with, Ends with up the full staying score. up
2: all night, just getting to like score level nine thousand nine hundred. <laughs> I just have yeah. to get to well, thirty one. So,
3: so that's my
0: question. I so we've all played this demo. And I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. After you know, after however many attempts, I like my first attempt. I think I did like you know, six, and then it was like twelve, and then it was twenty something, and then my max was like thirty something.
2: This is is this the whole whole game? <laughs> like you just like yeah, try I believe I there's so. like a campaign and story, and it constantly like adds new characters and games to the mix. Yeah. and yeah, then well, there's obviously like high score modes and stuff like that. One
0: thing I one thing I loved about the demo is that after you know after every it would, it would give you a little showcase of like, all right, here's what you can expect in the full version. And, wh- and Mark, like you just said, it's like, all right, there's, there's 30-something characters, there's 200-something micro games And then, I don't know if this is DLC or what, but there's some kind of a variety pack where there's like daily challenges that we can do and like that kind of stuff in the full game. So I'm really intrigued to see what that looks like.
2: Mm-hmm. They're going to have like um, an online leaderboard to see who's the best. It's a and... great idea a great
0: idea. Hopefully we can expect uh, like WarioWare 99 or something. Like, oh, that be, would be perfect. Wouldn't that be perfect? Oh my god. You can
2: survive the longest?
0: Although you would be waiting,
1: I feel like waiting in the lobby would be longer than the length of the games. <laughs> 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 oh um, man, if you wait in, in the lobby for 30 seconds just for each 5 second micro game, that would be perfect. That would be so Practice freaking rounds. funny.
0: Incredible. Um, I don't know, I'm very I, I went from being not very excited about this game to being incredibly excited about this game after playing the demo for less than an hour, I would say. I only played it for maybe forty five minutes or an hour. Like in our tops. And now I'm like, I wanna play this entire game. I wanna play it I wanna have it be a fun party game. Like I I cannot wait to to play more of this game.
2: I played it for like twenty minutes. I didn't even want
1: to see. Yeah, awesome. I, I was just fifteen to like minutes. Let me get the full game.
2: Yeah, yeah, I
1: just got all the characters, and then that that was it for me. So, and even that was just great. And I can definitely see uh, how you could play this for many, many more hours than that.
0: I can't wait to to get a bunch of friends in a room and turn this into oh, like man, a, yes. some kind of con. some kind of a party. You know what I mean? Some yeah. some kind of a party mm-hmm. game. Like I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a drinking game. I don't know what it is, but I want to I want to <laughs> I want to see if this is a game that is fun to play in a party
1: setting. Oh, you know, it would be like a great drinking game. And as I just demonstrated, it's great to play with a partner because you get to blame yeah. the other person for every time you hit four things instead of three. Every time you <laughs> knock the candy off the plate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I cannot wait to to delve more into this game. Uh, anything else you want to shout out about WarioWare, get it together before we
2: have a quick little indie spotlight? The soundtrack is pretty good from what I've heard. It's good, and, and the visuals. Uh, yeah. yeah, and the older games. I mean, there's a couple tracks in Super Smash Bros. that are well-known, like the whole Ashley theme. But I hope um, they have a lot more of that stuff in the full game. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know
0: what? I'm glad you brought that up. Um, the only thing I had known about WarioWare before playing this demo... Was the Ashley theme from? Was it Brawl when it first? <laughs> yeah, shows it was out? from Brawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic like I, song. <laughs> whenever I whenever I made a stage in Brawl, I would put the Ashley put theme on because it's there the best.
1: Go. I think we all um, did that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the absolute best song. So I was excited to be like, oh right, she's in this series. That's that's where Ashley is from. So yeah, looking forward to playing as a witch and uh, mm-hmm. turning your grandmother
2: you know, into
0: a into a. S- spoon, spoon? Is it spoon? <laughs> or whatever she says <laughs> uh, yeah now you're toast I cannot wait for that
2: Of course. so yeah
0: so <laughs> do we want to take one more break or just roll right into the next thing because I don't know we can edit this Mark but I, I feel like uh, you tell me if we want to Mark's just... the
1: one who'd actually create the transition and everything so all I'll Mark? say is um,
2: <laughs> Panelonis Giganticus you make the decision Cameron <laughs> I oh,
0: yeah. don't know what that means.
2: I, I think it's he's. From the song. <laughs> we need to include oh, the, okay. All right. yeah, got, yeah, course,
0: the song. Oh, alright. Yeah, we gotta put the song in. Okay, good, good, good. Let's go the song in.
2: Should uh, we just make just, it a transition? Let's, let's do just do a quick transition. Quick transition. Let it play, so we're let gonna let take
0: play. a. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it. Uh, So. We'll take a quick break and then come back to maybe Spotlight.
3: <laughs> Who's a girl living in the haunted mansion You'd better learn my name, cause it's Ashley. Ashley She
2: knows the darkest smells and she rules the meanest potions
3: You might be the ingredient I seek Don't let yourself be fooled by her innocent demeanor You'd better be afraid of the great Ashley, Ashley. She doesn't play with dolls and she never combs her hair Show her homework Everyone knows I'm the greatest Ashley You better watch your step, or she'll cast a spell on you, you.
0: We're back. We have a little indie spotlight for you. Just a quick one today because I have not beaten this game just yet, but I did want to talk about it because it's really cool. Uh, it's called Necrobarista Final Pour. Uh, do you, either of you
2: know anything about this game? It was Absolutely. in a uh, indie world. It sure was. <laughs> and, well I, I also, believe I requested the code for you <laughs> I appreciate that thank you I do know
1: that the original release got a glowing review from co from games editor Brent Middleton over yes, on Goombastump.com and that's all I know about it
0: yeah it's uh it's awesome it's a, kind of like a visual novel slash comic book style of game there's not a lot of like I, when I first heard about this game I thought it was I thought it was like coffee talk do you remember that game from a few years back where you're oh, yeah. like in mm-hmm. you're in like a fantasy cafe and you're like mixing drinks and giving them to customers? I thought it was along those lines, but really it's more like a, it is more like a story. It's more like a visual novel in that you're just kind of transitioning through dialogue, and reading a lot of text. That said, the presentation is really cool. The world that they built is very intriguing. As somebody who's worked in coffee shops since I was, you know, twelve. I really am digging what they're laying down with this kind of messed up uh, fantasy cafe that they've invented um, in the world of Necrobarista. Again, I haven't beaten the I haven't beaten the game yet. Um, I'm only a couple hours in. It's divided up in the chapters, and I think I'm in like chapter three. And I think there's five or six chapters, so I think I still got a ways to go. But in the world of this game, you are the or not even you because it's not a first person game. The story is is centered around a barista, Maddie, who owns this coffee shop. And it's kind of like the coffee shop at the end of the world. It's the last place you go before you transition to the afterlife. So the people who drift into this cafe, uh, you get mortals and you get people who have just recently died. And kind of the the job of the people who own this coffee shop is to kind of help these newly departed souls come to grips with their with their death. So you, you get characters drifting in who are like, hey, like you know, I'll get a cappuccino, whatever. And then it's like, all right, but you know why you're here, right? You know what happened, right? You remember the last thing you saw before you came into my cafe, right? And it's like, oh my god, I I'm dead. Like, so you get a lot of really great character interactions of people coming to grips with, um, you know, with where they are now and and what to do next. It's really intriguing. I at this point I don't. I have some ideas where the story might go. Um, you you get the sense of like, okay, there's characters who. You know, his characters who don't want to move on, and it's like, what will they do to to stay in the mortal plane before they're before they're kicked out? Uh, Maddie, the barista, is she's kind of a wild card. So you kind of get the sense is like, okay, she's she's not doing she's not always doing the things she's supposed to be doing in terms of helping souls transition to the next thing. It's like maybe she's keeping them on earth a little too long. Like, is she going to get flack for that? Is there other 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 forces at play that will you know force her to to be a little more hardcore about getting people to the next phase of their of their death. I don't know. I'm it's very intriguing. The style is good, the music is good, and the writing is good, which, you know, if it's a visual novel, got to have good writing. oh good. In, in be- you know what I mean? In, in between chapters, chapters, in between chapters you can kind of interact with objects and they they take you to other stories like you find a pool table in a corner of the of the coffee shop. And so you interact with the pool table and it, it leads to this really well-written story about a, you know, a recently departed pool champion talking to a, a new pool player. And they have, you know, they have some, some great dialogue back and forth or, you know, there's, there's like a, a fisherman who, who lives one of those, who, who, who had one of those very dangerous fishing jobs in like Alaska or something like those deep sea fishermen who are out on the ocean catching, you know, Whatever it is, halibut or crabs or whatever, and they like it's high risk, high reward. People get swept out to sea, so it's like, you know, he's coming to the cafe, and it's like, oh, I, I realized that I, I must have died out at sea, and now I'm now I'm in this cafe. I don't know. It's it's very cool. I'm very intrigued to see how the story shakes out. I hope it sticks the landing and is satisfying. But based on Brent's review, it, it it does get there. So I'm I'm intrigued to see uh to see where it goes. And again, if if you're like somebody who's worked in the restaurant industry, if you're somebody who's worked a part-time job at a coffee shop in the past, like this will vary. it hits some some really great uh, notes. So I don't know. I, I I recommend it so far. I'll check back in when I when I finish the game. Hopefully in the next couple of days. Um, but yeah, Necrobarista Final Pour. It's out now on Switch, and apparently it's the definitive version of the game. So there's like some fun extras in there. There's like gallery stuff and some fun side games you can do. Within the, within the game. So I, I, I recommend it. It's very, very good so far. Um, I think that about does it, unless there's anything else you want to shout out uh, before we do our little outro.
2: If you're wanting to write, we're still open to applications at yes, the website. Yeah. I know yeah. I say it every week. I second week, that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, that's we, really all I got to say. We just hired um, a new writer, Caitlin, who yes, wrote, Caitlin wrote a great Williams. Fire Emblem
0: piece up on, mm-hmm. on stomp right now, so make mm-hmm. sure you check about that its out. That's
2: connection to Norse mythology. Which I didn't what? even know, and I played the yeah. game. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, and it's it's I love it when when new writers can can make those kinds of like really cool thought provoking mm-hmm. connections. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great. So yeah, if you want to write for the site, uh, Mark, what's the what's the information?
2: Just head on over to the website, and then I believe it is a join the team page, and you'll find all the info there. We're looking for PlayStation writers, Nintendo writers. Uh, yeah, go check it out
0: awesome uh okay with that let's wrap it up here i've been your host cameron daxon my twitter is at action daxon you can find some of my writing over a goomba stomp my most recent was a review of garden story which is a, a game that came out during nintendo's indie world showcase just recently really wonderful game very much enjoyed it so you can read
2: my review about that and uh, mark where can people find you on the internet you can find me at the Markel. That of course is Mark with a C, Cal with a K. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to check out some of my writing over on Goobastop, right now I got a review for Psychonauts Two, which surprisingly was might be my favorite game of the year so far. The game is incredible. I also have a review for Marvel What If Episode Three. That one was a little
1: shaky. And yeah, incredible. And Campbell, uh, where can people find you? You can find me on social media, on Twitter specifically, at CampbellSkill, uppercase CSG. And if you want to read any of my game's writing, you can find all my stuff on Goombastop.com. I have recently written reviews of Axiom Verge 2 and Boyfriend Dungeon, and my most recent article is an indie game spotlight that went up this weekend. So check out those articles and stay tuned for some more indie and Nintendo coverage in the, the, the very near future. Incredible.
0: And of course, N-Express is also on Twitter. We are at N-Express Nintendo. We're on YouTube as well if you prefer to listen to your podcasts over on YouTube, the N-Express Nintendo podcast. And we are, of course, on the podcast platform of your choice, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, you know, all the good ones. So make sure you subscribe, like the show on whatever social media platform of your choice, reviews, tweets, you know, subscriptions, all that kind of stuff helps us get more engagement, which is, of course, better for the show. Thank you so much for listening.